Ladies and gentlemen of the Nightmares Podcast, how are we all doing on this fine, very fabulous week? I'm your host, Zachary Smith, and today we are talking about the best goddamn time of the year, and that would be fucking Shark Week! Yeah! How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fucking great. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm apparently not as good as you right now. <laughs> you, you seem to be doing fantastic. Yeah! Colin, how you doing? Awesome. So yeah, we're we're here to talk about shark movies because um, I've been trying to get them to do this for how long we've been doing this podcast? Two years now. Yeah, two fucking years, and then they're finally just like, oh my god, let's do it. So yeah. All right. Just so you know, we are not talking about the movie on the basic guy's shirt over there. It's gonna the get mentioned. Of course, it is not, gonna. We're not gonna talk about it in detail. Not in detail. We have done that before. We all know Jaws is the greatest shark movie ever made. That's not really a debate at this point it's I a think. fact um but of course yeah i mean you can't mention shark movies without at least mentioning jaws yes yeah, so so just so we're all clear jaws is the greatest shark movie of all time we all know it we all love it we all want to it, fuck it, it but it still. takes it takes no effort to find any information about the making of jaws or people's opinions of jaws the impact of jaws we've even done a podcast about jaws in the past the merchandise of jaws jaws is great <laughs> yes so let's talk about other movies. Yes. That are good, but so not as good. Yes. On that note of talking about shark movies that are good, but not as good, uh, what is the appeal of shark movies to you? I because just love in, in, in a way, when you think about it, it's like with, with sharks, it's kind of like they swim, they eat, people hunt the shark, they kill the shark, end of movie. So, and you're going to see that pattern in a few of the movies I talk about. So it's like... What, what can shark movies really bring to us? It's a good question, and maybe that's why there's so many shitty ones, but I'm just such a huge shark fanatic that every time I see a shark movie, I'm just like, oh, well, fuck, I gotta watch it. And I've been doing that since oh, late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, ever since Hollywood video days. I remember I just browsed this fucking horror section. It's just like, all right, what do we have? We have, ooh, Shark Attack. This looks cool. Shark Attack 2. Ooh, this looks cool. Shark Attack 3. Fuck it. Let's watch this one. Deep water, cool. Red water, cool. How many titles can you put in front of water? There's a shark movie for that movie. There you go. So in a way for you, it's not It's kind of like James Bond movies. It's not the fact that it's a formula. It's what does this movie do to make the formula its own thing. Yes. Okay. So. And then also, that? I just like seeing sharks. Sharks are cool. They are. They're fucking awesome. That's why this whole week devoted them. So <laughs> who wants to start? Mark, Zach. Myself? I, I, I'm just curious because I want to know what Mark picked. Um, so I, let, let's get his shit out well, of the way. Well, I mean, you know, well, th- <laughs> all right, we already we already did the speech about Jaws. The um, uh, you know, it's 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 been a movie that that I've been you know attached to since I was eight. I mean, I have that hilarious. Actually, Colin's never heard this story, so I'm going to tell it really really quickly because it's in an older older podcast. Um, Jaws has been around in my family for a very, very long time. My, my Nana wrote the, uh, you know, I read the book back in the day by Peter Benchley, and um, uh, you know she's loved the movie forever. Um, still terrified of the ocean. She loves Clearwater Beach, but she will not go into the water. Um, but that being said, um, she showed it to every one of uh, all of her grandkids. Um, and one of the funniest situations was uh, when my cousin Kevin was about eight. Um, I, they, um, all the uh, the cousins were being babysit by my Nana. 
and they were watching Jaws, and he didn't quite understand that Alex Kittner got eaten by the shark, so he would keep asking my Nana, where did Alex go? And she didn't have the heart to tell him that, that he got eaten by a fucking shark. So she said, she said, oh, Alex went home. <laughs> and, but the problem is, like any other eight-year-old, they're going to keep asking the same fucking question every five minutes. And then, you know, my Nana's patience was great. My cousin Sarah's, on the other hand, wasn't that great. And finally, by about the fourth or fifth time, the, uh, you know, he was asking this question. Sarah was in front of him, and she was, uh, Kevin was snuggled against my Nana on the couch. She turned around to him and, and said, The shark ate him, Kevin! Now shut up! <laughs> it's pretty much like being told that there's no fucking Santa Claus. Yeah. He was devastated. <laughs> that life is harsh, and sometimes children die in horror movies. It fucking happens. Oh, um, I, the, uh, but, but, yeah. <laughs> my Aunt Cindy was furious with my Nana. <laughs> See, she's like, you let them watch fucking Jaws? Are you out of your mind? It's, it's like, PG. Exactly, it's no, PG. No, no, no. It's PG depending on what version of the movie, or not even version, when it was released. Because there, there was a time where it was rated R. I've seen it released in rated R format, even though the movie itself didn't change, but it was released as rated R at one point. Because I should, went to go to the store to buy a copy for some fucking reason, and they wouldn't let me, which pissed me off. It should absolutely it be rated, rated R. It was rated R, or the person, or the clerk at the register thought it was rated R. It was rated R. That's I've I know. Never, I've never even heard of it. I've seen a rated R copy before. Never it's just like what? Yeah, it 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 should absolutely be rated R. But there's a lot of great history with that. But there are some great shark movies that I've watched. Um, I, the um that that I do love. I do absolutely love Deep Blue Sea. It is that movie is ridiculous, um, but it, it has it's it's just a fun, fun, ridiculous movie. Let's take sharks and turn them into geniuses, um, and then let's throw Samuel Jackson and LL Cool J into this movie just because, and then also the guy who later uh, who later plays the Punisher um, into oh, this. Oh yeah. The um and, and and also having some tremendous lines and some lines that people don't even remember. Literally, when he's pissing off the uh, like off the into the ocean and everything else, yeah. Samuel Jackson's like, "How smart can that guy be? He's pissing <laughs> into the wind." The um uh, it, and it just overall a fun, ridiculous movie that I that I love, and I think a lot of people that do see it do love it for its you know campiness and its cheesiness, and you know watching LL Cool J blow up his own kitchen um uh, because his bird was eaten was great. You ate my bird. The uh, you ate my bird, motherfucker. Boom. The um and then having literally the most shocking thing ever to happen in a movie where Samuel L. Jackson gives an amazing speech and then gets fucking eaten by a shark. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. The um uh, but overall really really fun silly movie um uh, that that I've always really enjoyed. Um, and then the original Open Water, um, I thought was really, really good for as small as it was and as intimate as it was. I thought it was a really, really good movie. The second one's kind of ridiculous, but it, it, it does... What about the third one? Never seen the third one. Um, I, the, um, I don't think I want to. Um, but I, I think that, that that one has a very effectiveness to it. Um, uh, the, um, I did watch um, uh, uh, 27 Meters Down, the first 47 one. 47 Meters Down. 47 Meters Down. And the um, and I watched it on Halloween and I laughed my ass off. And apparently, 
The second one is funnier than the first one. The, um, For me, they, the first one, it's it's just disappointing because there were so many good opportunities for a good film there. I'm like, this is cool. This is a great idea and an actual fear that I've actually thought of before. But no, it, it's just a stupid movie with stupid people. And I swear to God, this is the one thing that annoyed the shit out of me. The entire time those two girls are scared, it sounds like they're orgasming the entire fucking time. Yeah, I did notice that. That was a little weird. And I'm like, are you scared or having a good time? Like, how about both? The, I, um, I saw the movie, but I don't remember it. The uh, that sounds about right for most people. It's it's T minus forgotten already in one day. The um, uh, but yeah, that's that's the general gist of, and that's why I'm sitting in this chair today and not in that chair because they're gonna have a lot more to talk about than I certainly will. The um, uh, so I'll tell you what, since. Uh, do you want to have uh, Colin uh, give it a run so we can uh, get our short list out of the way and then let you guys go run? Sounds like a good idea. Colin, shark movie, go. Try not uh, to pick the shallows, the mag, or anything other basic. I'm going to challenge you. Um, <laughs> or sky sharks. <laughs> or shark boy and lava girl. <laughs> I mean, this is... It's, I guess I'll actually maybe go a little different. I'll be like, um, it's not exactly a shark movie, but Finding Nemo, the shark in that one is pretty cool. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. That is He's a very not answer. wrong. There is a shark. Sharks. In Many sharks. Nemo. You got a Mako, a Great White, and a Hammerhead. All having AA meetings or whatever. He's not wrong. <laughs> the, Technically. Uh, is that, is that your yeah. pick? Yeah. I'll give you this much. At least you didn't, I was expecting you to pick Shark Tale or something like that afterwards, but I'm glad you didn't. So, all right, I'll give you that I don't think one. there's any Shark sharks Tale. in Shark huh? Tale. What's wrong with Shark Tale? It's stupid. I only saw it once in middle school, and I don't remember it. So. Yeah. Finding Nemo. <laughs> Finding Nemo. Okay. There, there's Colin's shark movie, everyone. Finding Nemo. Not Finding Dory. Finding Nemo. Right. A lot of people like Finding Nemo. I hate that movie. I, I saw it once in high school. I don't remember. I it. have that movie memorized line by line because my sisters fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. I think I think that just about settles Colin and me. So now it's up to the the two the two shark experts uh, to go nuts. So is it the guy in the regular clothes or the guy in the sixth grade onesie? That's gonna rock and roll. So uh, it's your show, man. All right. So we'll start off with uh, some good shark movies that I would love for everybody to finally check out and/or watch. Um, so of course, Jaws and Deep Blue Sea are like the two most, you know, basic, most popular movies out there that everybody loves. I never saw Deep Blue Sea. You're lying. Never saw it. Wait, really? Never really? saw Deep Blue Sea. I saw some parts of it when my brother got it on pay-per-view back in the day. But I have never, and I've of course seen the Sam Jackson clip, but I've never actually seen the full movie beginning to end. But I'm glad to hear that it's basically the shark version of Baby Genius's Mark. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, so Deep Blue Sea, well, he already talked about it. Uh, the second one is fucking god-awful, and I haven't seen the third one, but I'm not going to lie, the trailer did look somewhat entertaining, but it was probably still god-awful. But that out of the, the way. The trailer is not the movie. It's definitely not. So, um, first shark movie I recommend to everybody who's interested in shark movies or into shark movies is The Reef. It's an Australian film. Um, I think it's ba it's supposedly based off a true story. Um, so these a lot of shark movies are supposedly based on true stories. 
Yeah, I heard Sharknado was brilliant, but um, I know that story actually. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the reef uh, takes place with um, it's a cast of four people. You know, they go out on this uh, boat trip to like this little island to go swim around and stuff like that. But on the way back, their boat kind of capsizes and they're stuck out in the middle of uh, the fucking ocean. And they have a choice. They can either sit on their boat that's flipped over right now and hope to God that somebody flies over or passes by and see them. Mind you, this is an area that never gets passed by planes, boats, or anything like that. So that's kind of a shitty option. Or they could swim uh, a few miles up and, uh, you know, reach this, like, kind of rocky cove area where they could sit there. (laughs) People pass by that place pretty commonly. So those are their two options now. But still, that's about a day's trip or a several-hour trip. So you're going to be in the ocean for a very long time. So as they're making this trip, they're getting stalked by this great white shark that's following them the entire time. And one of the reasons that I like this story is because it's actually one of my biggest fears. It's like being stuck out in the middle of the ocean with a great white. That's fucking terrifying. The actors give an amazing performance. And then the shark isn't CG. It's actually, they took stock footage of a shark and masked it on top of the footage very well mm. to make it look like the shark is actually in the water with them. It's done so beautifully, brilliantly. It's it's fucking awesome it's a great story great acting great visuals great everything probably my second favorite shark movie of all time other than jaws and it's a pretty close fucking second wow yeah like when it comes to shark movies this thing is fucking beautiful brilliant and just great he showed it to me once yeah do you remember it no (laughs) so what else you got um the next movie i would recommend every shark movie person or shark lover to watch is 12 days of terror now this movie is based off the 1916 shark attacks that happened off the coast of new jersey it was essentially um a string of shark attacks and uh yeah um one of the things that uh makes this thing so terrifying is this was still kind of in the early days like people didn't know much about sharks they didn't have half the knowledge we did about them and you know movies weren't a thing People kind of knew they existed, but at the same time, it was also like this new thing. And also, this was taking place during World War I, so when some of these attacks initially happened, some people thought it was like German subs or some shit attacking people, which is fucking ridiculous, but still. So yeah, um, but one of the main key uh, things about this is this is actually the story that inspired Jaws, from my understanding. Um, and another cool thing about this is um, there's this freshwater creek that you can actually go in today and it's actually kind of memorialized where this, I want to believe it's a great white shark because it's cooler, but the, the shark that uh, t- um, did all these attacks is currently unconfirmed. Some people say it's a bull shark, some people say it's a great white. Again, with the lack of knowledge and how long ago it was, there's no way to really confirm it, but still it is possible that a great white could have done it. Came and killed like three people, uh, like two kids in this freshwater creek, uh, creek and uh, yeah. Like, the movie itself is really awesome. It was done by uh, Discovery Channel, if I remember correctly. So they did the actual movie, and then they kind of did a, like, mockumentary kind of style documentary where they, it's like, they interviewed people from that time, like, dressed them up and everything, kind of did this weird thing. It's a cool idea. If you watch that movie, I recommend you watch it. I can't remember the name of the documentary, but, um, yeah, so 12 Days of Terror, that's another one. And then after that, it's just a bunch of cheesy fucking shark movies that you just watch to get like a laugh at or something. Yeah, a uh, lot of people don't realize, uh, you know, unless you've read the, a lot of people that read the book um, will know uh, that Jaws was originally set on the Jersey Shore, but a lot of people don't know the reason why. Yeah, that is because reason of the why. 1916 shark attack. The um, correct. Yeah. So, Twelve Days of Terror. Fully recommend that one. Um, and if you can find the documentary that also takes place like around that, then I fully recommend that documentary as well. It's a fun time. Um, 
so yeah, as for the cheesy shark movies, um, <laughs> on to the bad. Well, I mean, not all of them are bad. Some of them that were at least done in the early 2000s and late 90s are actually pretty good. So uh, one that I watched recently that I remember watching as a kid a lot and renting from Blockbuster and Hollywood Video was a movie called Shark Hunter. It was the first time I was ever introduced to the Megalodon. So essentially, the beginning of this film has the weirdest, dumbest intro sequence I've ever seen. Just weirdest parents love each other a little too much, especially around their kid. It's a little fucking weird. But yeah, they go on a boat, they go on this like little overnight thing, and a megalodon destroys the boat, but the kid miraculously fucking survives. Which makes no goddamn sense, but still, that's besides the point. So the kid, you know, takes up a career in like marine biology and all that stuff, uh, draws out schematics for the super cool submarine. And then, uh, yeah, I guess the megalodon blows up an underwater sea base, so he's sent down there to go figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> and it's just a giant megalodon versus a submarine and a bunch of dumb people trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Thus, the, thus moving into the tradition of Megalodon or Shark versus whatever. Yeah. The, uh, my, the, uh, there's going to be a lot of those. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of those. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, even though it's like, it's a pretty dumb, like, process or whatever, or a pretty dumb idea, but I don't know. Shark versus Submarine, Megalodon versus uh, Submarine. Pretty cool, pretty fun. I recommend it. And then the other movies I'm going to recommend are the Shark Attack Trilogy. The first one, uh, you, you, you've all seen Starship Troopers, right? You know Casper Van Dien? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was in a shark movie. Hmm. What? I yeah. believe it. Yeah, first shark attack movie. People are feeding people to sharks, and he's kind of a marine biologist. One of his friends gets fucked, so he has to go investigate it. Fun time. Shark Attack 2, do not remember it to save my goddamn life. And then Shark Attack 3, that's the movie everybody knows Megalodon from, because that was the first movie that most people were introduced to that's the Megalodon That's the subtitle, from. isn't it? Yep. Yeah, because I remember seeing that on the... Um, TV guide on the bottom of my screen whenever I'd be flipping through like Sci-Fi Channel or, yep. or whatever, USA or TNT or whatever channel it was playing on. I think hey. it was Sci-Fi. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, but. it was a... It's a... It, it, it's super ridiculous because the shark makes noises and growls and gulps and stuff like that. It's it's super hilarious. And then when the... Because it starts off with a baby megalodon. Essentially a great fucking white is what they used. So they use that for most of the movie. Then they kill that thing. And then the mom comes out and it's this huge-ass megalodon. And every time you see it, it's just this stock footage of, like, I'm pretty sure everybody who's watched Shark Week has seen this, you know, the cliche, like, great white just coming out of the water and just opening and closing its jaws. They use that, mask it out, and just throw people into its fucking mouth for the effect of a megalodon being big. It's really stupid. It's really cheesy. But it is a fun movie. Is it as ridiculous as a shark screaming underwater? No, it wasn't a shark screaming underwater. It was a fish screaming underwater, therefore causing chaos and just fucking a bunch of teenage girls destroying this ancient temple. And that's a reference to the 47 Meters Down sequel for those. Who 47 Meters Down Uncaged, which wasn't even going to be a 47 Meters Down movie, but they had to sell the movie somehow. I love it how they, they do all those catchy titles and everything else. Uncaged. They all um, uh, the revenge and, and, and they're actually weren't both movies off. written and directed by the same guy though? I have no idea. Brendan to IMDb. Yeah. But what, yeah. What else you got? Uh, I mean, eh. Let's get into some bad bad. Bad bad. Well, there's Dick Shark, even though it's not really a shark movie. <laughs> yes, they're directed by the same guy. Okay, cool. Um. I fucking, I know everybody loves these movies, but goddamn, do I hate the Sharknado movies. Like, they're, they're just stupid. I don't know why I hate them so much, but they're just so stupid. It's like, I guess it's part of the problem. It's just like, how the fuck did they get the money to do that movie, but I can't get the money to do my thing? Because it was Asylum? Yeah. Fucking Asylum. 
Yeah. You just have to start copying other movies. I like, want to be better than that, Colin. But if you need to, if you want to make the money, you need to cheat. <laughs> That's what Hollywood is. It's a bunch of cheaters. The oh my, the, it's like that speech. It's a bunch of cheaters and sex pests. Yes. It, it's literally like that speech, like from Argo. It's like, oh, so you want to like come here to Hollywood and pretend to be a big shot and not actually do anything? Yeah, like, you're gonna fit in really well over here. <laughs> That conversation means a lot more right now yeah. than people realize. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, those those are essentially my favorite shark movies. So, I mean, there you go. Everything else is just kind of meh. The, shall- uh, the Shallows had some of the most beautiful water I've the ever Shallows seen. The Shallows is a very pretty movie to look at. That is, that is an understatement. Like, that movie had the most beautiful, drinkable water I've ever seen. I've never wanted to consume water so much in my life before like the water was just so beautiful i mean blake lively was good too but still i mean that fucking water though <laughs> i heard this sh- i heard that movie was like a, a lot of like a, a pretty girl like a, a pretty to look at but not much substance not really it's very disappointing the, there are some like if they edit out the boring parts you could have a very pretty entertaining short movie um but it's just there's a lot of just dead air to me. Um, but the most unrealistic thing about The Shallows to me is no GoPro battery lasts that long. No great white would care about one person for that long. You got to make a movie somehow, Zach. The, uh, the, 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 the plot has to move forward. A movie has to happen, as Brandon would like to say. I we, guess. We go to movies for fantasy. And so this is the fantasy of one great white versus one woman. Stuck in a rock, in the water, on a beach. It's the shallows. <laughs> I do not like that movie. And this is the time where, where Zach's uh, will to live is being is being slowly evaporated. Oh, question: Did anybody see Shark Night 3D in 2D? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, actually, I did see that movie. Um, I rented it from Netflix a few years back in college. Rent, rent. Wow, you're really showing your age, bro. All I I remember being excited for, and then watching it, I'm like, the CGI is terrible. None of the characters are interesting. Those guys are assholes. Hey, they used a cookie cutter shark. That's different. No, the, the the whole. The reason why he calls it Shark Knight 3D in 2D, um, there is this little theater, um, like a couple towns over from my hometown. And when I say little theater, I mean little theater. Um, So they did not have a 3D projector. And the literal title of the movie in release was Shark Knight 3D. It wasn't Shark Knight, it was Shark Knight 3D. So this theater on its marquee <laughs> said Shark Knight 3D in 2D. Yeah, they really. Just, w- wow. This was back when they were really pushing hard on the 3D yeah. shit. That was what 2011, I think. I was still in high school, so yeah, it could have yeah, been 2000, like 2010 or 2011. 2011. Either way, I don't think it matters because it wasn't a good movie. It was very disappointing. Guys, 2011. Zach, you got anything else? 
in your shirt. Put, no, Sarah wor- Paxton was in it. Yeah. Oh. Put any word in front of water. There's a shark movie for it. Deep water, red water, black water, dark water. Did I already dark, say dark water is a Japanese horror movie. Well, it's also a shark movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Brandon, what do you get? Toxic water. Toxic jaws. Jaws of the Mississippi. Ghost shark. I remember ghost shark. <laughs> that one was really stupid. Uh, Mount, mountain jaws, I think it was. Or avalanche jaws. Jaws of the avalanche. I, I can't remember which one that was. The, jaws it, of death. Uh, there's that one too, but no, Jaws of, fuck it. There was one where fucking sharks were just in like avalanches and like mountains and shit. That one was really stupid. Shark Avalanche? Was that what it's called? I don't know. I feel like that's that. that no, maybe. it wouldn't. <laughs> like it sounds too stupid to be true, which kind of makes me think that that's what it's absolutely is. true. Yeah. I could see that. The um, uh, that tends to be what. Or is it Sharkalanche? There's House Shark. I didn't actually see that one though. I only heard about that one, but I heard it was pretty funny. What about John Belushi's Land Shark? <laughs> it's not a movie. It's more of a sketch, series sketch. of sketches. So maybe if you put them together, it'll be yeah. feature length. Yeah. There's uh, Hammerhead, which is a mutated human being turned into a shark. There's Street, Star- Street Sharks. Street Sharks. Street Sharks was a great fucking show. Yo, if you haven't seen Street Sharks, fuck those Ninja Turtles. Street Sharks was the show, man. The uh, and a hell of a theme song. I- Hell of a theme song. Well, it was the, dude. It was the '90s. Every fucking show that came out in the '90s had one hell of a theme song that is iconic that you can relate today. The uh, the one would hope so. That's 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 almost all always always true. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Let's get into all this right. fucking deep dive of shit that we have to so, get into. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of shark movies. So Clearly. when Zach wanted to do this, I was trying to figure out what to watch. And then I just, a couple weeks ago, stumbled upon a certain movie. And I was like, this is the one I need to talk about. But then when I started looking into the movie, I realized, oh, there are some other movies I need to talk about before I can actually talk about the movie that I want to talk about. So, let's get started. Um, Going to begin with, of course, Jaws, the one true classic. Uh, we've already said our thoughts about it. It's great. Not much more we can add to it. Um, like I said earlier, it takes no effort to find information about Jaws, about its impact, about just... It's a great movie. All right, so next I'm going to talk about the sequels real briefly. And just to make the conversation a little more interesting, I took some information from this book. Jaws Unmade, The Lost Sequels, Prequels, Remakes, and Ripoffs, which also has some good information about the development of some of the the, uh, sequels. I would just like to give a little fun fact real quick. This shot right here was the shot they used in Jaws 3D when that stupid shark was coming and just tipped its nose on the glass and everybody just was like, wah! Yeah, it wasn't a good movie. It was a great movie. We'll get to that in a second. (laughs) All right. So, of course, after Jaws, we have... The sequel, Jaws 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back into the water. It was also the worst Jaws movie, in my personal opinion, because holy crap, it is boring as fuck. So, it is a very boring movie. Um, When I was watching this this past week, I even asked Zach, is this the most expensive movie where nothing happens? Um... (laughs) 
that, now that's now that's a title right there. The most expensive movie where it's, nothing it's, happens. It's so weird because it's like it had the budget. Had you the got budget. all the well, cast back for the most part, and it's like here's something interesting that I found while reading through the Jaws Unmade book, and what Jaws Two was originally going to be sounds way more interesting. Um, so of course Jaws is a huge success, so therefore sequel. Exactly. Right. Um, then there's Brown and Zanuck, the two producers of Jaws. Um, so they want to make a sequel. They don't know what to do. All right. They just know they want to make a sequel. Um, to make matters harder, Peter Benchley never wrote a sequel. So there's the one novel that was adapted for Jaws. Didn't he also pass away um, like before this was done? No. Oh, no. okay. No, he Peter passed, away, passed like, away like what, 10 while, years ago? While I was in high school. He actually passed away the day after I bought the book from a used bookstore. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, th I, thought it was a longer, I thought it was a longer time ago because I know that then that means that him and Richard Zanuck um, passed away around the same time. Probably. The, um, uh, um, but anyway, so there's no source material for a sequel. Um, Carl Gottlieb, the uh, screenwriter of the first one, he either didn't want to return or was unavailable, and Steven Spielberg did not want to return to direct. I was going to say, a lot of people did not want to return for yeah. this sequel. Um, Especially after the hell they went through on the first one. Yeah. Everyone's just like, no, no, we're done. Mm -mm. I'm, but I'm, some actually, people I'm could. actually going to be touching on that a little bit on a later movie. A yeah. Steven Spielberg, um, let's shoot on the open ocean. Yay! But anyway, so they contacted um, the uncredited screenwriter who did script punch-ups during shooting. And so he said, well, I'll do it depending on what you want to do. And they were just like, we don't know. So... Whatever you want to do, as long as it involves a shark. So, pretty open-ended pretty open -ended on that one. Mm -hmm. This is what he came up with. Uh, rather than a sequel, he called it a pre-sequel, because I guess the term prequel wasn't really around at the time. And the idea was to focus on Quint on the USS Indianapolis. Cool. Yeah, I would have killed for that movie to have been made. Um, that, that would have been perfect. Yeah, because Robert Shaw's character, Quint, mentions being on the USS Indianapolis mm -hmm. and all that. Um, and so the producers liked it, but it did not go forward because the head of Universal wanted a more traditional sequel, which is how we ultimately got this. Now, the script that was originally written, now there was another... Uh, screenwriter and another director on this, but the director got fired before we got the. Uh, who directed this? <laughs> Directors, uh, directed by Janot Swark. I have no doubt. I am so sorry for butchering your name. Um, but there was another director before him that got fired, and the version of the script he was working on was pretty similar in structure to this, but there was an added subplot of Quint's son coming into town to collect um, his share of the reward money for killing the shark from the original. Mm. But that was eventually written out. Um, that director was fired, uh, so the producers are trying to figure out what to do. As a last search effort, they go back to Spielberg. Spielberg says, I will direct Jaws 2 on two conditions. Number one, you use the USS Indianapolis idea. No problem with that. But condition number two, you have to wait till I'm done with production of Close Encounters. 
well, that would mean we would need to push the JAWS 2 release by a full year. We've already got the release date locked down. We're not going to do that. So then they, that's how we ultimately ended up with the JAWS 2. Wait, wait so got. they had a release date set before the movie was finished? Yep. That happens way more often than it should. For real. It really, it really does. It really, yeah. really does. But that's what happened to Ghostbusters. That's why a lot of the fucked up shots are, weren't finished and everything else because they made a release date like right when they made the deal. They're like, it needs to be done at this time. I, mean, and I understand like a deadline, but when you... Hmm. And, they, and I also, they also released it publicly like, you know, only halfway through. And then through. there was also the Joe Dante Explorers thing, but that was a more weird case than just a, being able to finish during a release date. But I mean, it's like... The, you got to realize that that is the nature of the business when you get to a certain budget point. Because it's like, you do have all the product tie-ins, you have all the advertising. It's like, there are more businesses involved with movie making than just the movie making business you that are dependent if, if, on um, hitting that deadline. Uh, I, I'm assuming Spielberg obviously well, didn't have the, the clout that he has now. Um, mm, let's see, this would have been... Because they approached him Jaws, as he was heading into Close Encounters. Right, so that was like... Yeah, but Jaws was like his first yeah. big yeah. film. So had it been later, he may have been able. The, the studios may have worked with him. Be like, oh, if we yeah. get Spielberg, then yeah, probably. Okay. We'll yeah. never know though. Yeah, yeah. sadly. Um, so yeah, that's how we ended up with the Jaws two that we got. My opinion, I was bored by it. Like I was bored. I really don't have much to say about it. And that's the problem. It was boring. So I will put that below. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I remember like something about the sheriff having an alcohol addiction, and and like that was it. And then like, and then there was like one scene where he was like crazy paranoid that you know a shark was going to come, and it turned out to be nothing. And like it was straining on his marriage, and like that was the story. And there was no like. It, it's kind of like. Jaws 2 is an example of why movies end when they end. Like, you know, yeah. like, because there's a happy, there's a pseudo happy ever, a, you know, uh, ever after with the first Jaws. And then you get to see how fucked up and boring his life is after the fact. And it just kind of, you know, it, it kind of cancels out so much amazing things that he did in the first movie. And it's like, oh, you're, you're just a boring alcoholic, you know, who now has a fucked up life because of everything that happened in the other movie. And everyone's moved on except you. The um, and it's just kind of sad, and it's debilitating to, um, to the hero that you know and love from the first movie. And that's honestly what I remember about it. And then that's it. I don't remember anything else about the shark. I don't remember anything else about the plot. Um, I just remember that you you kind of fucked over the character of Sheriff Brody to say like he's not you know a hero anymore. He's just a bitter, it paranoid. It takes a little over an hour for the movie to actually start. I'll put it that way. Yeah. All right. So I got a lot to get through. So let's move on. Fair enough. So next up, we got Jaws 3 or Jaws 3D as it was known upon its original release. Um, this one is super fun. This one. So this one was not actually directly produced by Universal. Um, Universal, of course, released it, but there was a much smaller production company that actually handled the production of it. Um, it was, of course, shot in 3D. Um, and I think there are like two or three different 3D processes that they used on it. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, to convert it to 2D, that creates a few visual anomalies. And 
I am just as bored by Jaws 3 as I am by Jaws 2. But Jaws 3 just looks like ass. <laughs> um, I think the movie looks hilarious. Both in its photography and its special effects. In fact, at one point they were going to be doing their composite shots using video rather than film out opticals. Oh. Um, oh. But then they abandoned that, uh, went back to the film outs for the opticals, but they weren't moving the release dates. So they had to cut a bunch of effects shots and everything. And I think there's still a handful of video composites in there. But that's also why um, the effects looked as terrible as they do, and also why there are still a few blank green and blue screens here and there. Hmm. I would love to see this movie in the actual 3D format. If you have a 3D TV, you can with the Blu-ray. No, I'd rather watch it in like the classic so blue and red and TV because the I feel like it's going to look slightly better. Mm. <laughs> I don't know it how much better. Slightly, like the effects will blend in slightly more, but not by much. <laughs> Brandon is not convinced at all. <laughs> um, also, allegedly, when they blow up the shark at the end, which is really the only worthwhile moment in the movie it's not even a scene it's a moment um allegedly when the shark guts are flying out they used an et doll as one of the guts but those <laughs> guts are flying out so fast that uh, awesome. unless you know where it is you're not going to point it out no that's um, like the uh, potato in empire strikes back yeah um What's inter interesting is one of the credited screenwriters on this is Richard Matheson, who is probably one of my favorite authors. Um, my favorite thing of his that he's done is the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet episode of The Twilight Zone. I believe he wrote the screenplay oh, and the which, original which, short story which is, for that. Which is literally the action figure is directly behind you. Yep. They that ugly ass looking thing. <laughs> um, he also did Stir of Echoes, I Am Legend... Um, just so many great stories. What Dreams May Come is another one. Ah. Um, Steel, which was later on adapted as Real Steel a few years ago. Um, he wrote Duel, which was a Spielberg movie made for TV. Yeah, we yep. um, Just fantastic writer. And his original draft was actually structurally similar to this, but instead of taking place at a SeaWorld type amusement park, it was a shark that basically got trapped in a lake, essentially. Um, and he said in an interview, I came up with a really good draft and a really good script, and then stuff happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I'm just as bored as this as I am by two, but it just looked, it, it just, it's just ugly to look at. So I'm using that as the tiebreaker of, I'm putting that below Jaws 2. So then, our fourth Jaws movie, Jaws the Revenge. Terrible movie. No, Fun it's to not. watch, though. It is a fantastic um, movie, and it is also you the great... Sh sh you're, you sh shut no, the no, no, fuck no. up. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> this, is the, let me, this right here is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yes, it is a Christmas movie. Screw Die Hard. Mark, you're wrong. You are a bastard for even mentioning it. I am a bastard, but I'm a badass bastard. <laughs> Christmas Brand movie. Best. Yes. Brandon's like, give me my fucking DVD back. 
That is actually where I was going to put it. So. Oh, come on, man. Right below Jaws, but above Jaws 2. Um, it is such a fun movie. Fuck both of you. My reasoning being, is it a good movie? No. But am I entertained by it? Yes, I am. It is an entertaining movie, if you ask me. Not a good movie, but an entertaining one. And when it comes to me ranking movies, most entertaining for any reason reigns supreme. So do you think the movie would have been better if they would have gone with the witch doctor idea? So, okay. So since you brought that up, in the novelization... Um, cause like in Jaws Revenge, the shark is actually getting revenge on the Brody family. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called the revenge. Doesn't make much sense that a wild animal is getting revenge on a family. So I've kind of seen like conflicting things here. There are some things that say that this element was in an earlier version of the script. Some sources I found said that the author of the novelization needed to make sense of the plot. And this is what he came up with. But essentially, the reason why the Sharks keep finding the Brody family is back when Sheriff Brody was in New York City, he busted some voodoo priest or something like that, and a curse was put on his family, and that's why they're always attacked by sharks. Um, as for development of the movie, there wasn't a whole lot that I could find. Uh, apparently, Lorraine Gary, who played Brody's wife, in the original and the second one and came out of acting retirement to be in this one. Mm -hmm. Apparently she is actually, she was actually married to the head of the studio. She was. Yes. She, uh, it was, um, uh, uh, damn it. I forgot his fucking name. The, um, he was a mentor. Schenberg? She, she, yeah. She, she, Schenberg. And that, and that was a lot of, there was a lot of rumors back and forth about how Steven Spielberg casted her in yeah. that movie because of a political decision. Cause she and him were really, really tight. And actually he's the reason why, Jaws actually happened because he had an honest conversation with Steven. He said, when he went to go visit, he said, Steven, can you do this? Um, if you cannot, I promise you will not be fired. We will put you on another movie. It's all good. We'll find another way to recoup our money. But if you can, I will support you. And and Steven said, I think I can do this. And she, and she said, cool, let's go forward. All right. Um, and then, yeah, you got Michael Caine in there, who is hilarious. Um, I like the reason for yeah. why he did it, too. He does a lot of paycheck movies. He was once asked, have you ever seen Jaws or Revenge? No, but I've seen the house that it paid for, and it's marvelous. <laughs> he, he missed uh, his Academy uh, mm -hmm. Award to film this movie. He also took what? it because they were filming in Hawaii, and he wanted to go to Hawaii. I was going to say, look. It, it all worked out in the end. He got a house, he got a trip to Hawaii, and he's in a great fucking movie, all right? This movie is and then absolutely awesome. One of the other awesome. actors in there is Mario Van Peebles, who actually went on to direct a movie about the USS Indianapolis starring Nicolas Cage. I have not seen it yet. Oh. I didn't know that was oh. a thing, but now I do. No, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. Speaking I would. Of paycheck actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> though he's had some good stuff recently. Yeah. Uh, Mandy, Colorado Space, but they're not all hits. Um, but yeah, that was, a, that was a USS Indianapolis movie. Um, I wanted to watch it ahead of this podcast, but I just ran out of time with a lot of the other things I needed to watch. Hmm. All right, so that's it for the Jaws movies for now. Um, <laughs> oh, so, okay. He's All being right. very, very sneaky. He's doing something. I don't know what he's doing over there, but he's doing something. <laughs> All right, so we've got some Jaws ripoffs. The first one is a movie called The Last Shark. Um, at least the first one I'll be talking about in the string of ripoffs that I have to talk about. Look at that artwork. Um, I know, right? You should see the kills. 
So the last shark is Jaws. Uh, if, you, if you're going to ask me what the plot is, it's Jaws. No, it's not Jaws. It's trying to be Jaws, just way less effective. It's Jaws. Um, so the main character is actually a horror novelist named Peter Benton. <laughs> Mark, do you have the camera turned to you so that we can see your face? Yes! Okay. What the fuck? The... Wow. Dude. And he teams up with a shark hunter played by done. Vic... <laughs> he teams up with a shark hunter played by Vic Morrow, who plays Quint. Or might as well be Quint. Like, he dresses like Quint. He sounds like Quint. He He's is Quint. Quint. <laughs> what the fuck? The, um, I cannot tell you how many times I would be going, what the fuck, while watching this movie. I have not seen it. Yeah. But um, Here's what I will say. It is a ripoff. It is not a good movie, but this is a super entertaining movie. Um, especially the kills. My favorite of which is the mayor who gets chomped in Yep. <laughs> you get a guy who's launched right up in the air by the water. There's at least three or four kills where people, like, they have a hydro pump set up under the water. It's just poof. Um, does, it make that, does it make that noise? No, but it may as well. <laughs> you get the mayor character bitten in half while hanging from a ladder on a helicopter, which is great. Dude, that helicopter death was so stupid. The fucking pilot's reaction. My oh my god! <laughs> um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have not seen this movie, but I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this meme. I think I've seen a shot of that shot. And then shot. there's also a regatta phone. sequence. Because, um, like, okay, one thing I will give to the mayor in this movie is at least... He lets the shark hunter set up nets to keep the shark out of the regatta event, as opposed to just denying that there's a shark. Um, but of course, the shark breaks through the nets and kills people and all that. Um, but there is a regatta sequence. Remember that. Oh, wait. I think, I, okay. This sounds, this, this sounds familiar. Maybe. Okay. I can't read your mind, so I can't say for sure if you're thinking the right movie. Also, the shark head they use is fucking hilarious. Because yeah. every time it pops up, it just pops its head up like, hello. And then just, it lit up, hello, down, it's, goodbye. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the greatest looking mechanical shark, but it's not the worst one I'll be talking about. Today. It's a very entertaining looking one, at the very least. Um, there, was a, there was at one point going to be a sequel, but I guess the mechanical shark broke down after filming this and they weren't going to pay for repairs. Um... So this version that I have is a $5 copy that I found on Amazon, and it's actually a DVD-R, not an actual authored DVD. Oh, shit. Um, reason behind that is Universal actually tried to block the U.S. release of this when it first came out, claiming plagiarism. Um, but the movie was eventually released, but a month into that release, a federal judge looked at Universal's appeal and was like, yeah, this is plagiarism, and so it got pulled from theaters. Uh, from what I can tell, there was only ever one actual official DVD release of this in 2013, I think. And from what I can tell, it was an Amazon exclusive and was a limited pressing of only 500 copies. So good luck finding that fucking thing. So, yeah, uh, this is probably the most common copy you'll find. It is a super entertaining movie. Like, I was, I was never bored for a second on this. Just remember, it's a comedy. 
So my ranking is actually after Jaws, between Jaws the Revenge. It's wrong, but still. But hey, I'm doing my ranking, not yours here. That's the beauty of opinions. They can be different. No, they can't. Um, oh, and also Italian production. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? My people know how to have fun, all right? This is not the worst oh, no, offense no. that we're going to be going We're coming to you in a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get to you in a minute, asshole. Get it over with. Uh-oh, where's he going? The next one we have... Deep Blood from 1990. Um, the artwork looks way better than the it's film. It's better than the movie. So, Brandon, uh, what are your thoughts on Deep Blood? The worldwide Blu-ray premiere of Joe D'Amato's Sharksploitation Saga. In a career that forever raised the bar for everything... For everything from hookers, cannibals, and necrophiles to Ator, Emmanuel, and Caligula, this long unseen chum bucket from producer, director, Euro sleeves master Joe D'Amato may be his most bizarrely entertaining anomaly ever. Shot on location in Florida surf and Rome swimming pools, D'Amato combines 80s teen movie cliches and Native American mysticism with stupefying dialogue, over the top performances, and shark footage. That I'm going to skip over that for a second. Um, do, 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 do. A cast of local unknowns along with inexplic inexplicably the 60s comedy team of Charl Charlie Brill and Mitzi McCall star in this last word in Italian shark exploitation. now scanned in 2K from the original negative for the first time. So that's my opinion on the movie. Um... <laughs> But if you're just like, hey, Brandon, wait, you just read the back. <sighs> I watched this the other day. Zach saw me watching it the other day. This is the definition of nothing happens. Like, I barely remember a thing from this. That I remember the one happened. moment where it's just like there's acting. There are really only three things I remember. Um... There's a fourth I'm going to mention, but I only remember that because I read about it again in this Jaws book that I brought here today. But, so there's the opening scene. So basically, this is about, um, from what I can gather from other sources, um, a group of friends fight a Native American evil that is in the form of a killer shark. Sounds way more, it sounds much more entertaining than it actually and is. And it doesn't even sound entertaining. Um... Not big to differ. So, the first thing I'm going to mention is the opening scene where the wise elderly Native American chief tells the four boys about their destiny to fight this evil shark. Um, <laughs> just all of our facial expressions are just... Ugh. And the reason why that scene is notable, so the credited director on this is Raph Donato, all right? In truth, he only directed that one scene. Um, this was produced by a man named Joe D'Amato. After that opening scene, Joe D'Amato took over directing. Um, the reason why he still put the other guy's name in the credits is because D'Amato had been directing a lot of movies for his own production company, and he didn't want his company to look like a one-man show. Um, the reason why the director didn't continue is so um, D'Amato met Donato years earlier 
Um, he was an English dialect coach for another movie, and he wanted to get into directing, but after directing the opening scene of this, he realized directing's not for me. You know, in life, you know, there's things that make sense. Like an art director going into directing, or maybe an actor going into directing, or maybe a DP going into directing. An English translator really wasn't one of the careers that I thought would be a natural transition into directing. So, the other things, um, the best line in the movie is, um, <laughs> and he was in the room for this when this happened, um, I think it was the, the police chief tells the mayor that his son was going shark hunting, and the mayor just goes, my son is going shark hunting, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> and I'm just like, I think he was supposed to be angry, but didn't have the acting chops to be angry. It was the best delivered line I'd ever um, seen. The one thing that I had to be reminded of by the book is the kids also try to blow up this sunken ship that they think the shark is in for no reason. And then the last thing I'm going to bring up for Deep Blood is... So we have the repeated subplot from Jaws where it's like everybody thinks they caught the shark. But in Jaws, you have Richard Dreyfuss saying the bite radius doesn't match. It's not the right shark. And then lo and behold, it's not the right shark. It's realistic. It makes sense. I understand it. It is part of a classic movie that will never be forgotten. So, in Deep Blood, how they know that <laughs> they have the wrong shark. I can't wait. <laughs> one of the kids is looking at them with the shark. And then the elderly Native American man appears behind him. And this takes place years after the opening scene. And the Native American chief tells him, don't believe everything you see. And then the kid turns around again, and the Native American chief is gone. So he's really talking to the spirit of him. That reminded me of something similar from another Italian production made around the same time, where in Troll 2, the little main kid is always talking to his grandfather, but his grandfather passed away. Mm. So he's not really talking to his grandfather. He's talking to the spirit of his grandfather. So it's like when somebody else walks into the room, the grandfather isn't there. All right? It reminded me just so much of that little thing from Troll 2. And I was telling Victor about that the other night. And he asked me, well, do you think they were made by the same production company? Let me check. And yes, these were made by the same, it was like Film Image, I think is the name of the production company. Either way, Joe D'Amato, who directed Deep Blood, was also a producer on Troll 2. <laughs> I hated Deep Blood. That goes on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're finally at the movie <laughs> that I want to talk about. And things are going to get weird here. You know what? And hold on. I got something to say before we move on. Just because I'm a Dago, I do I do not speak for all Dagos, and nor do I endorse all of them too. So some of them are assholes, and some of them I, I do not endorse. This is one of them. So you're wise what? to distance yourself before the movie. I, I was gonna say the because um, guess what, bitch? We ain't finished. The um. Oh God, this is the part where I'm like, I'm glad my last name is Conway. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, I'm going to go and, speak uh, with the Irishman. The, um, uh, the, just, yeah. No, I'm Irish. I'm, I'm uh, Irish. My grandmother's maiden name isn't Frangelo. The, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to preface this by saying this next movie is already pretty notorious in terms of shark movies. For people who know of its know existence. Of it. um, but I'm finally... Some, I, I, it, it's good to have somebody who finally has seen it other than me. Because I thought I was the only asshole who's ever seen it before. And there's a very recent event in pop culture that just adds another little weird thing about it. It's superhero related. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yes, okay. <laughs> so. Ever heard of it? I didn't know there was a fifth one. This, uh, well, well. <laughs> this movie is called Cruel Jaws. Or, as it was marketed in some territories overseas, Jaws 5. All right. Um, I believe this was also directed by the person that did Terminator 2. Not the official Terminator 2. I was going to say. You know the one yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, tell me after the podcast what that's all about, because I have never heard that it's story. It's pretty common back in the day where it's like a lot of like European production companies would make fake sequels to popular American movies uh, to capitalize. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, that, that. And then there's the Cruel Jaws poster there. Um, there's no real text on the back of this one, so I'll be leaving the slipcover off so I can actually read stuff. Um, so it makes... Cruel Jaws Notorious is, it was directed by a man named Bruce Mattei, um, also um, under the pseudonym William Snyder, okay? Um, and there are actually two versions of this movie. Um, according to this, like according to Wikipedia, there's the 93-minute U.S. release and the 96 minutes Japanese release according to the back of this blu-ray there's the home video version where he's actually credited as bruce Mattei, and that's the 93 minute version and then there is what is known on the back of this blu-ray the snyder cut <laughs> is that really what it's called is it yes really yes. what it's called because yes. he went under the pseudonym william snyder <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, it gets better. Hold up, hold up. This, this right here is the original Snyder cut piece, mm -hmm. right here. Zack Snyder, nah, your bitch ass was last. You took second place. This right here took first. Continue. <laughs> Mark, right. you look like you're about to pop a blood vessel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't say, like, you ever been given information that you're like, what am I supposed to do with that information? Because I don't know what box to put it in. Like, what would you like me to do with that information, sir? They, um, that's how I feel right so now. So what makes this so notorious is it actually steals footage from other movies. Mostly The Last Shark and Deep Blood. Uh, the regatta sequence from The Last Shark, reused here. Um, the sunken ship from Deep Blood, reused here, except they actually come up with a purpose for it. <laughs> Where that was actually, the, the shark was actually like 
trained by the military or something and it's living in the sunken ship as its lair. Then it was also supposed to be a tiger shark instead of a great white, yeah. but they still used a great white instead of a tiger shark. Because of stock footage. Yep. Um, but it's so clearly a movie that was written around stock footage. Um, it does also use footage from Jaws and Jaws 2, but very little. I think I spotted like one shot from Jaws in this um, when the girl goes out swimming and I think they reuse one shot from the beginning of Jaws. Mm. Um, I did not notice any footage from Jaws 2, but people say it's there. Um, it's Jaws 3 and 4. There is no footage from Jaws Revenge. Are you sure? I'm sure. I've seen no reports of footage from Jaws Revenge in this. I've seen... Some sources mention it uses footage from Jaws 3. I didn't notice anything. However, there is a similar thing going on in Cruel Jaws with dolphins like there was in Jaws 3. So maybe it's, they just took a subplot. I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar enough with the footage from Jaws 3 to say whether or not they actually used footage from Jaws 3. Um, but Jaws and Jaws 2 and Deep Blood and The Last Shark are confirmed reused footage in this. Um, the actual original footage allegedly cost like $300,000. Uh, let's see, I got a couple notes here to make sure I didn't forget anything. Um, there's a shameless line in here when they're on a helicopter and somebody says, you're going to need a bigger helicopter. Um, there's also when they use the one girl's mother's holiday roast to try to catch the shark. Like those two wow. guys in Jaws. <laughs> um... The the footage looked weird. Like there's, like for there's a date. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it looked weird. weird. It, it looked weird. weird. But no, like there, there's that crappy blue filter day for night that they use at oh, one point. No. But oh, then God. there's like day footage where it's like everybody, like you can tell they closed down the iris so that the skies won't blow out, but they didn't actually put lights on the people so the people are in shadow. Hmm. It's very funny. Um, one of the lead actors is a professional Hulk Hogan lookalike. <laughs> All right, that's information that I, I would like to know. And yeah. then <laughs> twice during the movie, during the actual movie, and then once during the end credits, they use the opening notes from John Williams' score from, guess which movie? Jaws. Star Wars. <laughs> like literally it's that for those first notes before it gets to like the super famous but like it's the famous part that's before the super famous part oh. um and when as it's about to go into that super famous part um it just goes into this other music and it's like i feel so cheated <laughs> my ears feel like they're owed something <laughs> Should I read what the back of this? A bunch oh, absolutely. of assholes. Mm. This movie is very special. Um, yeah, special ed. Obviously because it's reused shark footage, there's that. Um, yeah. That also reminds me something about Deep Blood real quick. They did make a mechanical shark head for this, which just looks awful. Um, it looks like it's always smiling when it's up. Um, but then for the rest of the movie, the shark footage in this is National Geographic footage that they bought legally. Mind you, the sharks they use in the stock footage don't always match up with the shark that this is being was, used in the movie. This was actually illegal use of reused footage. 
Um, wait, wait, wait. Aren't those the same movies that you just... So there's Cruel Jaws. And then there's and Deep, Deep Blood. Blood. Deep Blood bought the National Geographic. Can, can I see them next to each other, please? <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Here, here's a slip cover. Huh. Does that help? It's just... Wow. Okay, I, I thought there was I thought you were talking about the same fucking movie. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> Jesus, man. Because technically they kind of are. Mm. Just, it, this is literally the Frankenstein of shark movies. Right, right. Literally. It is a Frankenstein's monster of shark movies. All right, so to read the back. Bruno Mattei's shark exploitation jaw dropper <laughs> plus his extra violent shark Japanese cut on Blu-ray for the first time ever in America, which actually at one point Scream Factory was going to release this as a double feature Blu-ray with like I think Exterminators 3000 I think it was called, but they decided not to release this because they were concerned about legal issues. <laughs> he defied all laws of good taste and international copyright with Shocking Dark and Robo War. He reset the bar for batshit crazy Italo horror with Rats, Night of Terror, and Hell of the Living Dead. And in 1995, legendary director Bruno Mattei, here as William Snyder, stunned the civilized world <laughs> with this ultimate shark exploitation saga that liberally borrows characters, plot, and footage from Joe D'Amato's Deep Blood and Enzo G. Castellano's The Last Shark. Did he? Did they say borrow? Yes. <laughs> and that's borrow just, being loosely used. And that's just, that's just the tip of the very litigious fin. Filmed in South Florida with a cast of now-ashamed unknowns that includes a Hulk Hogan lookalike. Who wrote this? Experienced the epitome of outrageous thievery cinema. Actually released in some countries as Jaws 5. Now remastered, uncut, in HD for the first time ever. This movie is glorious. This movie was not terrible. But the fact that it actually gave a reason for the sunken ship already puts it above deep blood. It is also just such a Frankenstein's monster of what the hell that I just could not be bored with it. So. And just for the record, this ranking right here before Cruel Jaws, like I've been thinking about this ranking. I'm not, I've not been thinking about where I'm putting this until now for the first time. Um, and going by just entertained for any reason, it was definitely more entertaining than Jaws 3 and Jaws 2. I was more entertained by The Last Shark. So the question is, do I put Cruel Jaws above Jaws the Revenge? Yes. Somebody had to make the decision for me. I'm making it for we were, you. We were going to be here all day otherwise. But Cruel Jaws is below Jaws of Revenge. But just know I really needed to think about it. Yeah, so, no, so lift that sucker up and let's see it. This is my ranking of the Jaws saga. <laughs> Can I see that for a minute? You're going to do your ranking? Um... Hey, so the one movie I set out to talk about was Cruel Jaws, but the more I researched it, 
I went down a rabbit hole that I'm glad is over now. <laughs> the, uh, so what you got, Zach? Meh. So we've got Jaws, Jaws of Revenge, Jaws 3, Cruel Jaws, The Last Shark, no, Jaws 2, Deep Blood. Oh, no, so no. our first choice and our last choice are the same. Hmm. At least you could agree on that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So those are my <laughs> shark movies. We'll talk about our shark movies. Um, before we wrap up here, we've got some Instagram comments. Um, we asked you what your favorite shark movies were, and only how many people responded? Two, three? We got two. Two! Um, <laughs> both, uh, both of them which are our friends, which is fine. We'll take it's it. It's fine. I mean, hey, I'm all for more discussion. Comments um, or comments, we'll take it. So yes, yeah, so we post on Instagram, what is your favorite shark movie? Um, from Dennis at Preston, uh, Preston underscore perspectives, if you want to see him and his work on Instagram. Haven't you guys already declared Sky Sharks as the best? And I told him we will be sure to ask Zach on the podcast for you. Dennis, I'm going to stab you the next time I see you. Um, <laughs> so threatening somebody's life is, is his response. To which he says, I look forward to seeing the, the pause on his face when you do ask him. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I love it how this perfect how you just left that like second comment out of that. But in all seriousness, I truly think my absolute favorite shark movies ever are Deep Blue Sea and Jaws Two? Question mark. What? I I, I I I don't know about that one, buddy. I can't I can't. You're going to a dark place where I, I cannot. I follow. am curious to know why you, he says you me Jaws both. I, I gotta ask him um, on that one. And then from James at the HSPPA. Oh oh oh! No no no! Here comes Sharknado <laughs> in all caps. Three exclamation points. Zach, tell us about Sharknado. It's a hurricane with sharks in it. It's not even a goddamn tornado. That's the stupid part. It's a fucking hurricane with sharks in it. Just launching sharks all across. Where was it? Miami in the first one? I think it was Miami. They go to fucking space in like the sixth one or time travel. Fucking what's his name's in it? Ali or I, I don't fucking know. It's just... And it's literally the only thing that's keeping Tara Reid relevant. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so yeah. And then one <laughs> last thing before we wrap up. Um, Shark Week is, of course, aligned with National Shark Day. Um, this week, when this podcast goes up, this will be going up on Friday the 16th, I believe. Yep. Um, National Shark Day, um, well, if you're watching this the day that this podcast goes up, National Shark Day was two days ago on Wednesday the 14th. Um, we do always have fun talking about killer shark movies, um, but the reality is sharks are actually just really cool animals of the sea. They're um, pretty, for the most part, docile. I mean, yeah. shit. They, they they have more interest in the animals than you. And again, this is a little like little tip or trick I give everybody or tell everybody, at least from my years of studying sharks and stuff like that. If you're ever in the water with a shark, eye contact. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. They're not big risk takers. Yeah. If you're ever in the mouth of one, eyes, nose, gills. All of their senses are in their nose and it's a very sensitive part of their body. Eyes. It's another sensitive part, but it's probably the least part that you could attack to get a result. Gills, they use that shit to breathe. That's another vital organ you could attack to, you know, get out of their clutches. So, yeah, there's but a little... But for the most part, from what I understand, they'll kind of leave you alone. In fact, yeah. I believe Peter Benchley even said at one point, if I actually understood how sharks behaved, I never would have written a book. Exactly. Oh. Um, 
And so, yeah, like, like every other animal, they do need some protection. There are a lot of, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, so do be aware that National Shark Day does want to bring awareness to sharks are just awesome creatures. Um, it's kind of like um, the Tasmanian devils um, in Tasmania and that part of the world. Um, those are also, Tasmanian devils are on the verge of extinction. Yeah. But a lot of people, because they have the word devil in them, there's like, oh, so are these bad animals? No, that's just the name. It's just the name. Um, the name doesn't matter. The reputation doesn't matter. It's all animals should have some protecting. Um, I'm actually wearing a shirt from Sea Shepherd, who I actually met them at their table at the New Jersey HorrorCon when we went there. Um, they are devoted to just protecting all sea and ocean life. Uh, they've got a very cool Instagram. They've got like 10 to 12 ships in their fleet uh, protecting wildlife in the sea. Follow them on Instagram. And yeah, uh, read about sharks and shark facts for National Shark Day or two days after National Shark Day if you're watching this one. I recommend looking at shark weeks from like the late, just from the 90s and early 2000s because you get a lot more good real shark documentaries. There's a few good shark documentaries and stuff these days, but for the most part, it's all that bullshit. Follow the ghost shark, follow the hidden shark, follow this bullshit shark, the search for the Meg. It's fucking stupid and it's really infuriating and i know most people hate that shit but every now and then shark week has a really good shark documentary talking about some real new and cool shit about sharks so yeah just keep your eyes out for shit like that and avoid all the bullshit also you only need to watch like the first two or three air jaws is after like the first five it's just like okay we've seen this a billion times now you do it every year we get it i'm sorry air jaws is that air like air bud no 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 <laughs> it's literally just guys filming a sh bunch of great whites just breaching just oh. and catching seals oh. it's it's oh. awesome but again after like the first five years of it it's just like you're just getting closer and closer to the shark it's cool but jesus christ it is really cool though yeah, yeah. um any final thoughts from anybody sharks are awesome sharks are pretty cool i wish there are more good shark movies than bad ones but they i had a fun time talking about the pile of movies I have in front of me right now. Absolutely, and I and and I'll and I'll say that sharks are, are fantastic, and actually, um, they're a good allegory for life. Um, sharks need to constantly move forward um, in order to survive and, and to keep going in order to survive, and it's actually a good allegory for human beings. Um, is that the, the moment that we stop moving forward and developing is the moment that we die. And I think that's a good lesson to learn from sharks is to keep moving forward and to keep going and don't stop swimming and nice. don't stop going forward. So I've always had a, a soft spot in my heart for sharks from that perspective. And a lot of people say, oh, we're close to apes. Uh, I think from a mental standpoint, we're closer to sharks. Hmm. Kellen? Um, well, just, I can't think of the quote right now, but just the Finding Nemo. Like, don't you don't fish you, are don't. friends oh. not food okay fish are friends not food yeah <laughs> that's okay. your final thought yeah. the, uh, so, I thought you were going to say a different one thank god <laughs> so thank you for listening and watching our podcast today about shark movies for shark week uh, if you have a favorite shark movie or a least favorite shark movie let us know in the comments so that does it for us here today at the Nightmares Podcast. You can check out all of our previous episodes of the Nightmares Podcast on this YouTube channel or wherever podcasts are available. Also be sure to check us out on social media at Midwest Horror Network on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and... Slasher. 
And of course, if you are watching this on YouTube, if you could be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here in MHN. And hey, if you've already smashed the uh, subscribe button, go ahead and smash that share button. We want to get the word out. Uh, we want to everyone to see this video and see Zach in his awesome shark onesie right there. Um, uh, the uh, I'm sure he's nice and uh, smiling or pissed off or what his general he's disposition smiling. is. They um, I, I know I got the camera on him. So thank you so much. We will see you next time on the Nightmares Podcast. Take a look at Zach's awesome onesie. We'll close it out there.